Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Science Faction. The only show where a scientist, a comedian, and a comedian scientist come together to discuss science. Comedically. Hello, and welcome to Science Faction uh, 682. Science Faction, volcanic eruption imminent, and how we're killing ourselves with food. Uh, as the mayor of a small town next to an active volcano uh, and who's been dodging very anxious scientist calls mm-hmm. for the last month now, I'm telling you, the the annual summer luau is happening and we're going to we're, we're opening the beach. We are opening the beach. <laughs> I don't foresee any disaster that can happen. I'm an elected official and and my popularity and, and local Businesses are riding on this, pal. It's tourist season. Uh, dear, yeah. Uh, this this should be a fun one. Uh, we've been off for a few weeks. Uh, you guys might have noticed it's because uh, I. Oh, I guess I should do our intro. So I, uh, host comedian archaeologist Robert Timothy, am just getting over a horrible bout of COVID. Uh, with me as always is my not at all COVID infected comedian, Mr. Damian Mercado. Damian, how are you doing this afternoon? Uh, ever since being elected mayor uh, of a small mountain town, <laughs> I'm surprised that you Next still refer to me. Is comedian and not mayor or his eminence, which is kind of a title I'm floating around. I'm seeing if people. I heard you were actually just nominated it. mayor of the volcano. Like you're not a mayor of a town <laughs> next to it's just the volcano itself. Yeah, there's this weird thing where like the mayors are like uh, like sacrificed to the volcano. I think it's all. I I don't think. Oh it's my real. god! I'm in an Inca <laughs> cult again. <laughs> god damn it! <laughs> I but. Now, Bobby, you've had COVID for a bit, and I, I've, I've, I'm feeling pretty congested. People might say, like, uh, like he sounds more nose than usual. Mm. And, uh, but I'm it. so horny. Well, I'm so horny for science. Oh, I, I see. Here. But I yeah, but you, I've danced with the COVID lady. I've, I've, I've been taken to COVID prom. Just the Sadie Hawkins dance to COVID three times. You you just you catch COVID like most people like catch a cold. Like I don't know how the fuck you're doing this all the time, but I will. Well, tell I might you. have caught it from you last time too, but it was I just I've I've because uh, I've been a little mucusy. But it's, yeah. it's it's that's where I'm at. I just feel mucusy and I'm not like dying. I'm not on death's door like you, noob. Yeah, it it kicked my ass. It's the first time I've gotten it, and I'm like prime candidate. I'm like I'm not that old. I'm 39. I got I'm vaccinated, boosted. Not only boosted every time I should be boosted, but just within the last four weeks, got the specific booster for the strain going around now. So like I'm as good as you can be in that sense, and I like. I, I I don't know where I got it. I also haven't been indoors with many people that I don't live with for a very long time. I have no idea where I po- it must have been like I got it at a gas station or something. And like I had a two day project out in the desert that I do every single year. It's like the easiest one of the easiest projects I do, and I, I know it very very well. I go out Monday, and it I'm kind of like I'm a little bit more tired than usual. It feels a little weird, but I do my work and I I get home and and then I go out Tuesday Tuesday morning with the sniff. And like, I don't know, I'm going out in the field at like 6.30 a.m. or something, walking out into the wilderness out of cell phone contact to do like about a half to three quarters of a full day's worth of work. And I barely get through it. My body, which is supposed to be like the easy day of the week, my body is like shutting down. I'm barely able to climb these hills and, you know, get up to these sites and everything. And by the time I get back to the car, I'm like, I am 
fucked up. Something is really wrong with me. And then it's another two hour drive back home. By the time I get home, I'm like, I'm going to crash this fucking car. And sure enough, got home. First thing I did is like, I told the wife, like, keep the kids away from me. I test and pop hot immediately. And I was like, oh, well, this is it. And what a fucking ride, man. That thing kicked my ass. COVID's a lot like childbirth. Your first time's really bad. And then every time after that, you just spit them out like like uh, sunflower seeds. Like uh, like I'm that's <laughs> the that way I am with COVID. I'm, I I am like I am like a uh, 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 medieval farmer's wife, right? <laughs> I am just <laughs> we, we we I have to have a lot of COVID because you have to understand it takes a lot of COVID to run my farm. It it was crazy. I I just like it, it put me on my ass. I didn't. By the way, I didn't have the trouble breathing that other people have described. I didn't even really have a like a cough, a bad cough or anything. I had very runny nose, a lot of congestion, and my body just felt like shit. It it was crazy. My I could feel my individual organs hurting. Like it was like, what is this? And then at one point, my balls hurt like crazy. I looked it up. That's also that is also a thing. And I was like, this is just the most diabolical fucking disease yeah, yeah. Uh, i couldn't tell uh if uh the covid ball hurting just would intermingle with the <laughs> sure. regular ball hurting that i experienced <laughs> because I, I i know we can't use the word gypsy anymore because i hit that witch with my car <laughs> it was absolutely crazy you and i you were you helped me uh, uh move a bed on sunday which by the way thanks again because that ended up being one of my lifesavers is i got a found a cheap bed on craigslist that i could control and put the back up like an old man and that's the only reason i could breathe through half of it be, you know because i was all stuffed up and stuff but like you and i loaded i don't want to exaggerate but i'm saying literally the world's heaviest bed into a truck on sunday evening Come Monday, I'm already feeling bad, and Tuesday, I almost need to be hospitalized. Yeah, um, I've the last two times I've helped people with stuff around the house because I believe, like, I I, I believe, hey, you know, you're never too old to help your friend move. You're never too old sure. to, to to help a buddy. Uh, always be that person. But the uh, but the last two times I've done it, I've got fucking COVID, and the universe <laughs> is trying to tell me something. <laughs> and one time was herpes. <laughs> oh dear it was absolutely crazy that's why you on the regular feed you heard our patreon and by the way what an amazing outpouring of support we got for our lightning round the fans loved it we're actually going to do it again if you want to hear another lightning round make sure to get on our patreon because uh this week we're going to go back and do another lightning round uh apparently people just love the lightning round or do they do they not like you like listening to you torture me do they not like the milgram experiment that is i call bs i got close to i don't know 100 200 emails which by the way a fifth the number i (laughs) usually get of people complaining about you not doing well in the game we usually play i call bs and you read them all yeah don't you i do and uh i took one of those speed reading courses i saw on tv in the 90s i'm a terrible father yeah because i spent all of my time reading these emails i was like well why did i get so few emails and look they're happy for once this is so weird and then i (laughs) i I went through them all and everybody was like man i love the lightning round this is great the only bad part was damien trying to make his own sound effects everything else on it was great what a great great show do that again <laughs> this is like you do. You're doing what Trump does. You're trying to use like mythical. People are saying that Damien's lightning sound effect was terrible. People, I liked it. I thought it was a good sound effect. But people are saying, <laughs> people, people are <laughs> saying that he deserves COVID a fourth time. All right, let's move right on I, to science articles. <laughs> I helped my friend move a heavy ass bed. And all I got was fucking COVID. <laughs> From molecules to particles, this is Science Articles. 
All right, article number one. Big volcanic eruption imminent. You were going to ruin tourism for the Peruvian, it was an Incan cult, for the Peruvian island uh, um, uh, mayor luau, cooking a mayor luau. Why do they keep leading me up to this mountain ridge and sacrificing me? <laughs> it's my Groundhog's Day. I keep getting an awesome like feast and then I'm thrown into volcano at the end of every. It's kind of worth it. Uh, so this is a really interesting story. By the time you guys hear this, this might have already developed into like an even bigger story as this goes off. But basically, it looks like we are possibly days away from a major volcanic eruption in Iceland. Last time that happened, all of Europe got really bitchy about it. Like, oh, I can't fly. Oh, I can't see the sun anymore. It's winter. You practically have no sun at this time of year. Yeah, it was back in 2010. And indeed, like, it pretty much blocked out the sun in Europe and stopped plane travel for like a week. It was crazy. And we might have something like that again. I can't play cricket. <laughs> I like imagining what Europeans do if they have sunlight. <laughs> yeah, we'll resume the cricket match. We have seven months to complete it. <laughs> They're just so different. They're just so different. <laughs> Look at them with their socialized health care, people not going into debt because of a car accident. Maybe it'll get dark enough that you guys will get lost and drive on the right side of the road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's only one country, but still, still. <laughs> You've killed all your megafauna long before us. Fuck yeah, bro. So this is underneath a town. This is literally like a volcano is bubbling up underneath a town. And it's, uh, I'm going to mispronounce the shit out of it, but it's Icelandic, so nobody will know. A town called Grindavik, which is about 2,800 people in the south of Iceland. It's a little fishing community. And based on the signs, it could be just days from erupting. Those signs include one meter deep sinkholes that keep developing, the ground literally changing. Like we can use radar from satellites and see the ground topography changing, like going up and down as the magma underneath is is kind of like set to blow. And this all started in October when they started noticing a huge string of earthquakes, sometimes a thousand earthquakes in just a few hours. And those earthquakes have basically continued and they get hundreds and hundreds a day. And what they have, they're now seeing the magma moving up. They actually have like a 10 mile long magma tunnel that leads from the town out to the sea that they think is basically going to erupt. And they think that the magma might only be like 2,000 feet below the surface at this point. Who knows? But again, by the time you hear this, it might already be fucking in the stratosphere because it, it blew up and erupted. But we have everything from sal- satellites measuring that ground deformation to huge. Huge. You can go look up pictures of like fissures that have formed in the road with like steam pour. It looks like something out of the movie This Is the End. Like it's like, oh shit, this is what an apocalypse would look like. Like if you were a thousand years ago, if you saw this, you'd be like, all right, the devil is coming. He's pissed. On the plus side, it's the most like pleasant uh, temperature wise that this town has been in a while. Like <laughs> if, if this is what the apocalypse is like, sign me up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's first of all, those type of things, when you hear about like, we're like, hey, we have natural disasters, we get earthquakes and wildfires, but it's like, yeah, but the earth is swallowing your town whole. And and by the way, like a, you know, a wildfire comes through and, and, you know, in any given neighborhood, it might do a lot of damage. But but overall, in a given area, you know, you're talking, taking out, you know, less than 1% of any given uh, place, you know, it's not going to be 
that devastating. And then you're like, what happens when a, volca- when a volcano erupts underneath your town? It's like, fucking everything is gone. Like, the pictures you had, everything is, is fucking gone. Like, the town is gone, everything. If that thing erupts in a major way. Now, you could always have, you know, magma kind of spurt out in localized places and flow into the sea, which, by the way, when it does hit the sea, can cause explosions of its own and cause problems of its own uh, as that really molten hot rock hits the water. But uh, overall... Talk about like a devastating natural disaster. Like, what would happen to you? Ah, uh, wildfire, house burned down. What about you? Uh, house blew up in a volcano. Could you perhaps, with drills and explosives, try to relieve the pressure or divert the magma? Like, like, and if this is like, you know, like, oh, but well, the sure. dam burst and the river is gonna overtake you. You'd have to like dig a a, a culvert around the city in order to divert the water. Or could you, could you, or like, if this is more like a zit, could you go in and lance the volcano? We tried it. Unfortunately, uh, as you may know, unfortunately, the only person on earth who could lead that team, Bruce Willis, has succumbed to a real horrible aphasia disease and Michael Clark Duncan is dead. And so we can't, like, we're screwed. We lost the only people who could pull off a drilling operation of this type. Ben Affleck is alive and well. And, and if you look at his resume, has played Batman. Which I would argue that neither Michael Clark Duncan or Bruce Willis have done. Uh, they both did, actually, in the late 90s. Uh, this is, uh, those are some overlooked patents. <laughs> My- Michael Clark Duncan... Uh, uh, the world wasn't ready for Michael Clark Duncan as Batman. Like, like he's, just, he's just terrifying. He doesn't need... He's a, he's a terrifying man. He doesn't really need the whole like like bat fear thing i'm the hero this town needs boss <laughs> also it came across a little racist i don't know if he had to take his green mile yeah. character in yeah it was. people felt bad it was the jar jar binks thing all over again people just felt that it brought it brought up an unsavory time in america's history for most people this is always crazy when we're talking about things like this because that place will be totally different. Like after, before and after this, like that'll just never be the same again. It's just a time that whether that town's even around in two weeks is you know up for debate. And what's going to happen? Whether it's going to be shutting down air, you know, worldwide air travel for another week, like the like you mentioned, the 2010 eruption did. Who knows? But absolutely crazy. Let's see what happens. Very very interesting. What will cause more ripples, do you think, in Iceland? The what, Whatever the name of that town is, the volcano there, mm-hmm. or when Fashion Week hits Reykjavik? Because both seismic events, both of them huge ripples uh, th- throughout the fashion industry or uh, Earth's crust, whichever you, you view, value more. Trick question. The actual answer, Bjork's wedding. <laughs> Which had both a, a fashion show and a magma uh, uh, sculpture. Oh, I don't know if she's married or not. I'm a, I'm envisioning it as a future event, and it's like similar to the Queen's Jubilee in Iceland, and like everybody's out dancing and partying. It's a week long thing. She married the ocean, or some other metaphor. <laughs> she married the concept of a haiku. <laughs> she married love. <laughs> oh dear! Oh, on to article number two. Allergic responses to common foods may be sig- may be significantly increasing heart disease and cardiovascular death. Is this like uh, like a, oh I'm allergic to lactose because I become flatulent, or it is, is this it's, like it's more so, dude? This is crazy. What we're talking about here is actually like 
allergies or, or like reactions to food that you don't even know about, basically. Like they're they're subclinical. They're not not like I'm lactose intolerant. Like this is going on in my body and I don't even know about it. Like a glu- I have a gluten allergy, but instead of like causing any sort of distress, like I just get cancer years yeah. from now. Like yeah. it's we have a friend who uh has has claimed to have <laughs> celiac disease and I've I've watched him eat a California burrito, which for those of you guys who don't know, yeah. not only has a tortilla, <laughs> but is filled with French fries as well. And like it would I I believe I'm not a doctor, but I believe it would literally kill a person with celiac disease. And I was like, that's all we <laughs> ate growing up. You I I've sat and I've watched you eat two hundred California burritos, sometimes in one sitting. And and there is no way you have celiac disease. And his girlfriend was trying to convince me that he did indeed have celiac disease. And I'm like, no, I just think I think he's confused. He doesn't know what celiac disease is. He he heard about it, and then he was just like, yeah, that's me, and he went with it, not knowing that we have conclusive evidence that that is not the case. Uh, uh, counterpoint, I have talked to you on several occasions, and you've you've said, like, if it takes you longer than two minutes to poop, there's something wrong. And 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 uh, perhaps David was not unlike myself, somebody who blows it up, quote unquote, on the reg. And maybe that that he, maybe that's a symptom. Like 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 he he found out like, hey man, maybe maybe you could have Bobby like poops. You just have to give up the gluten. Yeah yeah no, you could have some gluten insensitivity, but no, that's not it. But okay, but along those same lines, if somebody has like a not a, a subclinical sensitivity that they probably don't even know about. And this is what happens when people produce antibodies when exposed to certain things, but they don't go into anaphylaxis. So you produce antibodies, specifically cow's milk was the biggest one, but they also found this with shrimp and peanuts and stuff. But your body, if you, you know, have this type of allergy, your body will produce antibodies to that, but you're not going to throw up. You're not going to go into anaphylaxis. You might not even know that you are having this reaction inside your body. And here's what's crazy. The increased risk for these people who don't even realize they're allergic to this thing, eating this stuff, the increased risk to your heart and cardiovascular health could be comparable to or exceed the risks posed by smoking and diabetes and rheumatoid arthritis, which is fucking mind blowing. Fuck. Yeah. So, so my wife, when she eats onions, like she becomes like mucusy. Like she eats like something mm. that's really oniony. She becomes like really mucusy. That like what? That's her body telling her that like you'd be better off just with a big chaw, a big like be. tobacco chaw in your mouth. It could be. This is really interesting. So they looked at thousands of adults over time and found that people who produce these type of specific antibodies to certain foods were at higher risk of heart disease. And then they took, so then they kind of like did the same thing you do with all of these type of, uh, these type of scientific studies where you have to control for things like smoking and, uh, and diabetes and blood pressure and stuff. Uh, but indeed, they, it's stuck around, especially for cow's milk. So the antibodies we're talking about are called IgE antibodies. And uh, here's a quote from the article. Approximately 15% of adults produce IgE antibodies in response to cow's milk, peanuts, and other foods. While these antibodies cause some people to have severe food allergies, many adults who make these antibodies have no obvious food allergy. The new research found that the strongest link with cardiovascular death was in people who had the antibodies but continued to consume the food food regularly, suggesting they didn't have a severe food allergy. Uh, So super interesting. When they looked into it, they found the numbers were just crazy. 
they can lead to things like inflammation and and over time heart disease. They also might be activating certain types of cells called mast cells, uh, which are known to contribute to, to in general classic allergy reactions, but can also be found to attack the heart and stuff in subclinical reactions to allergies. Very very interesting. But here's what's even it has like an even another level of interesting. So first of all, start from the premise of holy shit, this thing might be worse for us than like smoking and diabetes in terms of heart disease. We didn't even know it existed until two weeks ago. That's fucking crazy. So take that and put that aside as a, wow, that's amazing. The team that discovered it has a really interesting link to something we've talked to a lot on the show, talked about a lot on the show. The reason they were looking at this in the first place is because previous research they had done showed them a link between food allergens, consuming things, these foods that you're allergic to, and cardiovascular disease. And that risk was because this team was the one that discovered it in the alpha-gal allergy. Which is oh. a, yeah, the contagious allergy only discovered about a decade ago that's pr- propagated by the Lone Star Tick, in which individuals become allergic essentially to red meat. They they can't they can still eat poultry and, and fish and that kind of stuff, but they can no longer eat red meat because alpha gal a protein that's present in red meat, they suddenly become allergic to it. That that article, by the way, I I saw that uh like like this year I saw like Newsweek or somebody reporting on like this this quote unquote epidemic sweeping the South and Midwest yeah uh, that's keeping like these these red blooded Americans from eating meat and I was like we we scooped you on that story Newsweek <laughs> fucking ten years ago yeah and it's super interesting that's a, by the way a developing thing as that ticks range is getting bigger and bigger and that disease is getting bigger and bigger and it's crazy it's now becoming a big thing there's support groups it's, there are people who are almost dying because like again they've eaten meat their whole life they eat meat it's also a delay of like a couple hours and then all of a sudden they get sick and so they're like what could it be i you know i must have gotten the flu they, they would never put two and two together and be like i got bit by a tick two months ago and now i'm allergic to red meat so there's people who are like almost dying and it's spreading quite rapidly it's going to be an interesting part of our, our future culture but that group had been looking at the damage it did to cardiovascular systems in these people and realized that like oh shit like yeah the this is causing a lot of damage, even when it's these people aren't dying from anaphylaxis. This is causing long-term cardiac damage. And because of the discoveries they made with that whole alpha-gal issue, they did this particular study. So one of the interesting things is one of the knock-on effects of that very interesting article we covered a decade ago about alpha-gal and, and uh, how you know red-blooded Americans can no longer eat that red meat is that we might have figured out a huge percentage of regular cardiovascular health is being impacted by this you know in a roundabout way we discovered it because of that alpha gal story okay all right bobby this is a believable villain okay Mm. you've said before uh you 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 like the movie the rock because it had a believable movie villain sure in ed harris uh, in your mind now also you've talked about in your personal life believable sympathetic but fair enough Okay, he was a, he wasn't like just a cartoon. He yeah. wasn't the Joker. Like you could exactly. you could kind of believe this villain. Okay, you also talked about how um, you you know you you have you have children. You want to leave them a planet one day, yeah. and part of that is uh, is eradicating at least your personal consumption of beef. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And moving over to chicken. Okay. What if I told you, like a little bit of Bobby, like like all of a sudden something happens, like uh, like uh, like I don't know what your supervillain backstory is, but mm. basically something happens where you basically realize 
in order to save the world for your kids, you're going to have to basically infect the world with this alpha gal protein. Mm. And that alone, like, like will collapse the beef market. Hence, say you would be an eco terrorist who saved global warming. And all you had to do was make many Americans, uh, uh, very uncomfortable and very ill. I like this. Now, now, do I just go around with ticks that are infected uh, with the, I think it's a, uh, I think similar to malaria, it might be a, a response to a particular small protist or something. I, I forgot what is actually causing it. But now, do I go around with holding ticks very carefully like darts and throwing them incredibly quickly at people around? Like, what is my meth- what is my vector of getting this into people? Well, I imagine you're, this is a multi-year project. You know, like like mm-hmm. a, first you start just by pouring a bunch of ticks in the town's water supply. Turns okay. out there are methods. Yeah. There, the city has ways to counter that. Yes, that didn't okay. work so well. <laughs> then you try finding a way to like you. You would be a plumber, like like say, oh, surprise, city inspection, and you would try putting like ticks, I guess, on the back end, the house back end. But you know yeah. that that was an unreliable uh, way to deliver live ticks. I think like finally you had to like make ticks fashionable. Like you had to like do what 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 somebody did for pet rock, but for ticks. I, I imagine myself putting them into straws and shooting them like blow darts. So inefficient. You're you're Batman trying to you're Batman trying to stop the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Uh. You got you gotta aerosolize it. You gotta you gotta and, you know, you'd want to go to the place, like, listen, it's not going to do me any good to go hang around the vegan restaurant and start sprinkling ticks, right? I'm, I'm preaching to the choir, so to speak, right? I want to... Chili cook-offs. Yeah. yeah. Texas uh, steak roadhouses. Yeah, yeah. Brazilian uh, meat restaurants, like all these places. <laughs> I'm just hanging outside, hucking ticks like crazy. And, and I can't take the moniker, the tick, because I was actually a superhero. So my supervillain name... I like you you call yourself alpha gal and so people think Ooh. they're like 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 fbi thinks they're looking for like a a, a lesbian uh, a vegan lesbian or something and actually mm-hmm. they're looking for like no and that's the whole thing there's a there's an fbi profiler no this guy he's middle he's 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 middle class american i can smell it he's works in science that's why, and also, by the way, every once in a while, I sprinkle in some Lyme disease ticks just to throw them off my trail. You know, then they don't know where all these ticks are. They're like, "Look, it's a mass of many different ticks." By the way, um, at any point, the FBI could have listened to this podcast and yes. listened to this podcast and stopped this terrorist attack, which we were planning. Yes, on iTunes, yes. On, on on live on Apple. Yeah, but uh, they're going to need to get a Patreon membership. Let's be honest. Like, if you really yeah. want to get in, FBI. <laughs> <laughs> get a Patreon. By the way, uh, I think I, I relayed this to you, Damien. I don't know. Uh, uh, this was funny. At one point while we were doing this show, uh, I was going out for a, a job as an archaeologist with the Department of Defense, and uh, I had to get a bunch of security clearances done. And for a, for a while, uh, we had two top-tier Patreons. One was a fan of both of ours who's, who's been around a long time, Chris Waltrip, who, who you know, was a top-tier Patreon on both of our podcasts. And the second was an Army intelligence officer who was a top-tier Patreon of ours for approximately two and a half weeks while I was getting my clearance and then immediately disappeared. And I was like, this is what I need to do. I just need to constantly apply for jobs that have security clearances and start making a $1,000-tier Patreon where I really let the goods out of my intent. And, like, and then just do that as a constant scam on dod because it will work 
I firmly believe that, like, like we're seeing a Stephen Nash moment right now. There was no Patreon <laughs> <laughs> intelligence officer. Like, like, Bobby doesn't realize he's crazy yet. <laughs> but, like, what's more likely? That there's two people who care enough about our shit to pay that much? Or... <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't meet Christopher, if I didn't meet one of them, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought they existed. I'm very grateful. I'm like a, I'm like that girl who didn't think anybody would, any boy would ask her to prom. But here I am at prom, with my best friend who I didn't know. No, well, I didn't know the whole time that he was that that he was the one for me. And we all thought you were ugly until you took off the overalls and glasses and turned out to be like a beauty queen. It was amazing. Yeah, and those ass implants don't hurt either. <laughs> they never do. They- no, they hurt me quite a bit. But like, <laughs> thank you, audience, for coming back to Science Factions Patreon six eighty two, where you learned all about an imminent volcanic eruption and how allergic responses to common foods may be increasing our heart disease and cardiovascular risk more than smoking or diabetes. Thank you so much for joining us, and come on back next week for Science Faction six eighty three. Sven, it seems that the uh, streets are about to erupt. Jar Jorgen, this is almost as tumultuous as Fashion Week in Reykjavik. You've been listening to Science Fiction. Wait, that's not right.